Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands which are figures of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, for the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 147 O praise the Lord, for it is a good thing to sing praises unto our God. Yea, a joyful and pleasant thing it is to be thankful. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem and gather together the outcast of Israel. He healeth those that are broken in heart and giveth medicine to heal their sickness. He telleth the number of the stars and calleth them all by their name. Great is our Lord and great is his power. Yea, and his wisdom is infinite. The Lord setteth up the meek, and bringeth the ungodly down to the ground. O sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving, sing praises upon the harp unto our God. Who covereth the heaven with clouds, and prepareth rain for the earth, and maketh the grass to grow upon the mountains, and herb for the use of men. Who giveth fodder unto the cattle, and feedeth the young ravens that call upon him. He hath no pleasure in the strength of a horse, neither delighteth he in any man's legs. But the Lord's delight is in them that fear him, and put their trust in his mercy. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem, praise thy God, O Zion. For he hath made fast the bars of thy gates, and hath blessed thy children within thee. He maketh peace in thy borders, and filleth thee with the flour of wheat. He sendeth forth his commandment upon earth, and his word runneth very swiftly. He giveth snow like wool, and scattereth the hoarfrost like ashes. He casteth forth his ice like morsels, 
who is able to abide his frost. He sendeth out his word and melteth them. He bloweth with his wind and the waters flow. He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and ordinances unto Israel. He hath not dwelt so with any nation, neither have the heathen knowledge of his laws. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 66th chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me, and where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one will I look, on him who is poor and of contrite spirit, and who trembles at my word. Rejoice with Jerusalem, and be glad with her, all you who love her. Rejoice for joy with her, all you who mourn for her, that you may feed and be satisfied with the consolation of her bosom, that you may drink deeply and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. Then you shall feed, on her sides you shall be carried, and be dandled on her knees. As one who his mother comforts, so I will comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. End of the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Beginneth the twenty-second verse of the second chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, the man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. Him, being delivered by the determined counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified, and put to death. Whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh will also rest in hope, because you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. 
Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him of, that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would rise up, raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. David, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the King of glory, who hast exalted thine only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph unto thy kingdom in heaven, we beseech thee, leave us not comfortless, but send to us thine Holy Ghost to comfort us and exalt us unto the same place whither our Savior Christ is gone before who liveth and reigneth with thee in the same Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, Almighty God, that like as we do believe thy only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to have ascended into the heavens, so we may also in heart and mind thither ascend, and with him continually dwell, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, 
and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening to all, and happy Memorial Day to you. A couple of thoughts about our lessons for tonight. Um, as I've been teaching in a couple of different settings lately, the Ascension is uh, one of those kind of difficult ones for us because um, as uh, 21st century Americans, uh, the notion of kingship is a little bit of a foreign concept to us. And so it helps us to understand how the scriptures envision kingship and help and what the relationship between different things are in order to understand what is the great gift of Christ's ascending into heaven. Um, and so tonight we start in the Psalm, Psalm 147, which is really a hymn to the orderliness of creation as it is um, ordered about by the um, by the benevolence and um, and and sort of order of God, um, who by His Word, um, you know brings forth things as minuscule as like the hoarfrost on the early spring, on a cool morning on the early spring, and then melts it again. Um, you know, in our contemporary way of thinking, where most of us have been thoroughly secularized in our understanding of nature, um, it's helpful to remember that by, in the scriptures in, in imagination that the, the, the world really does um, hang upon every word that comes from the mouth of God. Um, and that they, they did not have this this vision of like a world that was detached um, and, and was somehow it, it, like the Old Testament does not imagine a world where there's a bunch of sort of autonomous natural laws that don't depend for their very existence on the continual goodwill of God. Um, and yet God is not identical to those things. He is far above and beyond all of them. And so this is no, uh, you know, apologetic for uh, idolatry and paganism. This is rather an understanding that we, uh, in the scriptures imagination, the world um, it attends much more closely and relies much more nearly um, on the uh, on the on the continual provision and sustenance of God, um, and there's this idea of a self-sustaining world that God can uh, occasionally will interrupt and jump into, um, and so that that helps us to understand uh, you know the the imagination of the Psalms as it describes uh, humanity in the midst of that world as a kind of in-between being um, in whom. The creation is kind of summarized and um, and vicariously represented before God. Um, we have this relationship to the rest of creation where we have been set at the pinnacle of it, um, such that uh, God deals with us and through us to the creation. And so this was the especially the problem of the fall, where in our rebellion against God, we subjected the creation in the words of Romans 8 uh, to futility, the same kind of futile delusion and disaster that we had brought upon ourselves. And that for that reason, the creation groans as one under an, a, an oppressive servitude uh, because we have subjected it to that um, in our rebellion. And so in the restoration of things, um, we, there's this that uh, you, you can observe in the passion, the resurrection, and now the ascension, a kind of righting of the wrongs along that same kind of chain of representative relationships, uh, such that as you know, the, as the created world is summarized and is represented in humanity, so humanity becomes the place where God becomes flesh, and thus in becoming human, taking on humanity, is able to redeem all that is summarized in 
humanity. Um, and so within that humanity, we see at the end of Psalm 147, this division of peoples, the chosen ancient chosen people of God, and then the Gentiles who are outside of that people. And, and it was always the, in the, you know, it was always the, the understanding that, that God would redeem all people through his chosen people. And that all people were sort of summarized in the, in the, the goings on of ancient Israel through whom the whole world and all the nations would be blessed to repeat the promise made to Abraham. So in becoming human to redeem all things, uh, he becomes human among the chosen people. Uh, and then even among that chosen people, he becomes a kingly figure from a kingly line. He comes as um, a son of David, a true son of the branch of David, um, from whom, uh, from whose line the kingship would never depart by the promise of God. And so in becoming flesh, in becoming man, in becoming one of the Israelites, he becomes part of this kingly line that is able to summarize all of Israel, is able to summarize all humanity, is able to summarize all creation within himself, and thus as that person who summarizes all things and holds them all together, present them before God, um, and to be the representative intercessor be before all things and God the Father, and to bring us with him in that. So in the coronation of Jesus, we see, um, we see manifest to us this grand vision um, sort of like that's unfolding, which is that in being a king, he's able to represent all those for whom he is king. And he is king over all things and all things are summed up in him and brought with him into that. And so this vision that we're seeing sort of like, like progressively unfold has implications not only for the Israelites, not only for humanity, but for all things, all the whole creation has seen the vision of its, of its good king um, through whose faithfulness and representation before God the Father, it will experience blessing and restoration and renewal. And so as we're heading toward Pentecost and the pouring out of the Holy Spirit um, and the, renew, the, 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 the making of all things new, the giving of new life that comes through that, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, um, we see that come through the Son to all those who are in the Son and then outward to, to sort of reach out to all those who have not yet uh, been united in new life with the Son. So as if you will, Pentecost, which is to come very soon, is that exactly that thing, a sort of the that 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 benevolence and blessing of God coming through the Son to his people, the church, out to everything, and, and that having uh, the implications for the farthest atom of the cosmos. So uh, that's where we are in the story. And so as we move toward Pentecost, that's what we should be uh, looking out for. <laughs> Continuing with our intercession on page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble.
and do thou the god of pity administer to them according to their several necessities for his sake who went about doing good thy son our savior jesus christ amen almighty god our heavenly father in whose hands are the living and the dead we give thee thanks for all those thy servants who have laid down their lives in the service of our country grant to them thy mercy and the light of thy presence that the good work which thou hast begun in them may be perfected through jesus christ thy son our lord amen the grace of our lord jesus christ and the love of god and the fellowship of the holy ghost be with us all evermore amen thank you all so much for joining in tonight thank you to barbara and to joel my co-leaders tonight hope you have a wonderful evening you too thank you father, thank you, father. night everybody